106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Would, would any single one of you hire Sam Brickman Freed to manage a food truck? Would any of you? Would any single one of you hire his girlfriend, Caroline Ellison, who apparently was trading billions of dollars to manage a food truck? Can you tell me who in our federal financial services regulatory administrative state was watching FTX to make sure that no one there stole people's money. Hey, you guys. Um, I'm like super famous. Obviously, you guys all know who I am. I'm really popular. I'm rich and I'm famous. And I have something really important that I need to announce. And it's just so hard to do this. But I just, I have a huge announcement. I need everyone to look at me. Like everybody, I need all of your attention. Hello, excuse me, I'm over here. <laughs> I'm famous and I'm awesome. So look at me, please, I have an announcement. Okay, are you guys listening? Because this is like a big deal, because I'm, I'm famous, <laughs> okay? I really need you guys to like focus on me for a second, okay? I need like, hello, just look right here. I've got a huge announcement, it's a big deal. Okay, here it is, are you guys ready? I am leaving Twitter. <laughs> I know, I know. Don't like, don't cry about it. Like I, I would hug you if I could, but I really wouldn't ever hug any of you. Um, but I'm leaving Twitter and it's so hard to say this because Twitter has been like family to me, even though if I saw any of you like in real life, I would totally ignore you, <laughs> but I'm leaving. I heard that there's like so much misinformation and I don't know who she is, but I know there's a lot of her around. And I heard that she's like super scary and it's really, really bad, you guys. And like this platform, it used to be like just like one group of people talking and I liked those people and now there's like other people talking. I just don't want all of these people talking. Like, I mean, who are you? Like, you shouldn't be able to talk. Like, shut your face, right? So I just can't do it. I can't do it. So I'm leaving, guys. I'm leaving. I know you're going to miss me. <laughs> Like, I hope you guys understand what this means. It's a big deal because I'm famous. I mean, I'm leaving Twitter, but like in a little bit. Like, not like right now because I have to read your comments and I love to read the comments that are like, no, don't go, famous person, we love you so much. And I'm like, I know. So I'm gonna stick around and read the comments and then I might go. We'll just see how this goes, guys. So, goodbye, kind of. What do you think about this? The Biden administration is trying to disrupt the production of oil and gas, especially oil, for environmental reasons, of which we're both aware. Um, but instead, the Biden administration, this seems curious to me, uh, wants us to buy oil from foreign countries. And those foreign countries deliver their oil in tankers that use two 
thousand gallons of fuel an hour and emit eight tons of carbon dioxide into the environment per hour. The irony of this is rich. Well, Sam Bankman-Fried was himself invited to Washington to consult on crypto regulations. <laughs> and then he posed for a picture with Maxine Waters, who's the head financial regulator in the Congress. And then the Washington Post, which is the hometown newspaper of government, did no reporting on his actual business. They just wrote a puff piece about how cool is it that the guy with funky hair who can't sit still and sleeps on a beanbag is getting super rich. How did he pull this scam? How did he do that? Well, he did it with religion, and that religion is effective altruism. It is a kind of religious movement. It's very popular in the tech world and the finance world. The idea is that you make money not because you're greedy, but because you want to help other people and you want to help them in the most efficient way. So if nothing else, effective altruism gives you a moral cover as you rip off investors in order to live tax-free in splendor in some beachfront paradise as Sam Bankman-Fried did and to this day continues to do. Still in Albany in the Bahamas. You still need help from the boss. We need help from the boss. That's what happened. We need help. All right. Yeah, we need help. It's all right to say. Now, they'll criticize me for that. How dare he say that? How dare he say that? No, I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll say it. Somebody said to me the other day, you're the most famous person in the world by far. I said, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. They said, yes, you are. I said, no. They said, who's more famous? I said, Jesus Christ. y'all doing well out there this is lou benninger and you're listening to no hostages radio and we have been gone for a couple of weeks on a trip uh to vietnam where i conduct some projects over there and so it was difficult to do a recording while we're on the road so we're back and this show is uh, number 194 and it will play on uh, december 17 2022 so I'm sorry if it threw you. We did our re regular uh, radio show. We had a pinch hitter. Randy Thomason from Save California did one show right in the middle. I finished one show, and then I took off, and then he did one show, and then I got back for the next show for the live radio. But we didn't have time to do the podcast recording while I was on the road. So this is our first one uh, to crank it up again. So I know that throws people when when uh, we get out of sync, but I, I I couldn't figure out how to pull it all off in the time I had. So welcome back. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, you can at I'll give you my phone number where you can send a message. 
530-713-1838. You can text me there, 530-713-1838. Or you can email me very easily at lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. Again, lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. That's our website, nohostagesradio.com, where we post our podcasts. You can get them on, at your regular podcast source uh, if you just put in the name No Hostages Radio. Or you can go over to the uh, website and grab them and any other articles I post up there. So uh, you can also listen to our live show, which also appears each Saturday. Um, it starts at 10 in the morning, left coast time, and ends at 1 in the afternoon. And uh, if you're listening from somewhere far away out of out of our county signal or out of the state or something you can go to live365 the number live365.com click on radio and put in the call letters KMYC and you can listen to the live show on any of your technology okay so um, we it was so interesting being in Vietnam because it's been closed to outsiders except for political people and for big business people. So common people like myself uh, couldn't travel there or uh, enter the country. So recently they changed that. So you could go into the country, no masks, no testing, no jabs. And uh, the interesting thing was to go to some familiar areas where I'm used to seeing certain businesses, certain hotels, certain coffee houses, certain restaurants. And when I walked down the street, I got lost a number of times because, you know, you kind of have your, uh, yeah, the name of the street, which I usually don't pay attention to. I just look at who's who in the zoo and look at uh, signposts and, you know, high, uh, you know, outstanding buildings or whatever that you use as markers to walk around the city. And uh, I got disoriented a number of times because so many businesses were gone. Most of the businesses were gone. Uh, and it was just, actually, it was shocking. It was kind of a, a grieving time because it wasn't just a business, but I knew the people that worked there. And I had a relationship with them, and now I have no idea where they went. So that's a fact of Vietnam. Many, many people died, not from COVID, but from starvation because of the lockdowns. They lost their businesses. They lost all their money. And uh, just just the way it is, that's what happened. And so you can try to clean it up all you want out there. You can try to justify it. You can try to uh, use scapegoats and all that nonsense. But the fact is, uh, government... Uh, ran roughshod over people in communist countries and in quote-unquote free countries. So it was a very interesting experience. I love being there. And so we were working on some projects over there that I can't talk about, but uh, we're moving forward, and it's been very successful. So I uh, hope you're doing okay. Uh, things are changing pretty fast. We're preparing in Vietnam for another lockdown. Uh, no one said anything over there about a lockdown, but who who would have predicted uh, what just happened to us the last three years, right? 
And in Vietnam, they made you stay inside your homes. That's what Dr. Fong Lu wanted to do here, but she couldn't get it, get, get it done because the sheriffs withstood her. So I ran across this uh, item. I wanted to, well, let's see. Let me do this. I have a, a few things that I've just noticed when I got back here and opened the paper that had been accumulating here. And uh, just some high points here that I thought I'd just note. I guess uh, that Anthony Fauci went through hours and hours of depositions regarding uh, the way he handled COVID-19 policies in the United States. And when the attorneys asked him uh, to justify the forcing people to wear masks and to name his studies that he based his uh, advice on, he could not name any studies. And I thought, well, you know, I'm glad we're doing these depositions. Whether or not we hang these people or shoot them, put them in prison, I'm glad that they're admitting now when they're under oath and it's in a very official proceeding and they're represented by attorneys and the people are represented by attorneys. I'm glad they're uh, telling us the facts. I'm not even going to use the term the truth because these people, every time they open their mouth, they're liars. But he said there's no studies. Did you hear what I said? No studies, no studies, no studies, no studies saying that masks are anywhere beneficial. The next thing is Scott Atlas, Dr. Scott Atlas, who was is on the uh, Hoover at the Hoover Institute. It's a think tank based in Stanford University, but he's also a doctor teaching at Stanford for quite a while. And then he kind of get kicked out when he withstood the, the uh, Fauci policies and said they were nonsensical, which they would. He was right. They were wrong. But he lost his job. But Dr. Scott Atlas was recruited by President Trump to come back to Washington to be on the uh, committee with Deborah Blinky Burks and Robert Redfield of the CDC, and, and uh, Anthony Fauci, and Mike Pence, the, the, the uh, treasonous vice president. Uh, and when he got there, Scott Atlas said that he couldn't believe it because they just sat around the table, no paperwork, no data, no studies. They just sat around the table and determined what they were going to do without any basis or backing of their policies in any kind of science, even though they kept saying we're following the science. You know that? It's kind of like when a person says, you can trust me, I'm honest, and they keep saying that over and over. You can pretty much count on the fact that they have to keep saying that, that they are really dishonest. So Scott Atlas says, we need a public admission of error and an apology. That's the first step in restoring trust that they squandered. What he's referring to uh, is um, Americans' current distrust in science. He says it can't be repaired without public health leaders and scientists admitting and apologizing for their wrongs during the pandemic. Another interesting impact of the pandemic and the policies of the pandemic, if people had just been sick, we would have been fine. It was what the government did that ruined the country. So latest statistics show that more than 40%, this is just shocking. I had to read it over and over to make sure I was not skipping something. 
More than 40% of U.S. small business owners say they could not pay rent on time or in full for the month of November. It's the highest this year, according to uh, the Alignable survey, 40%. That is, you know, 4 out of 10, right? 40%. 4 out of 10 businesses could not pay their rent on time or all of it. That is amazing. I was sitting uh, in a restaurant, uh, and I don't want to act like I, I'm not even going to bring up their name. It's a franchise, or it's a corporate system. And I've eaten there quite a bit. It's okay food, not the greatest, but it's okay. But I had some gift cards, and I met a guy there. It's the second time or third time I've eaten there in about two months, and I've been shocked. You could shoot a shotgun through the restaurant and not hit anyone. And that place used to be packed to the doors. And uh, particularly bar the bar area where you can eat and, and you can sit at the bar, you can sit at tables in the bar area. It was divided off if you wanted to watch sports or something like that. Empty, just empty. Uh, I could see how these, like whether you're talking about the Red Robins, the Applebee's, the Chili's, I think they're all struggling. And particularly with the inflation that we're facing, uh, I think uh, people are staying home. They just can't afford to go out. Those those bills are pretty expensive. You drop $25 easy for one person once you pay a tip and all those kind of things. The other thing I, I thought it was interesting, I love it when capitalism outperforms authoritarianism. So uh, Elon Musk now the owner of Twitter, he suggested he would make his own mobile phones and uh, amid speculation that the Twitter app could be booted off the platforms of Google Play and, and Apple's App Store. So in other words, if they say because they don't like him owning Twitter versus Jack Dorsey, who's a liar, uh they may boot Twitter off their app stores. So what he said is I may just then create my own phone and I'll have my own platform, just like Donald Trump created his own social media platform. Okay. True social. So I love it when this happens. Uh, I thank God for people that have a lot of money that could invest it and understand how all this works. So they're not going to go broke doing it. Uh, Here's, here's one that just, I, I can't even understand. When I read it, I've read it numbers of times, and it, it's just shocking. It says, U.S. authorizes Chevron to resume oil operations in Venezuela. First of all, Venezuela is its own country, and Chevron is not owned by the federal government. So the, the title blew my mind. It's the U.S., it's one thing if the U.S. wants to authorize Chevron or not authorize them to drill on a certain piece of property. I guess they have, I, I don't think they should have authority to stop them. But, but now this is an American company and they're ter- telling an American company they can or cannot do business in Venezuela. It says the Biden administration has authorized Chevron Corp joint venture to resume oil pumping in Venezuela, uh, Department of the Treasury's Office of Foreign Assets Control. That's a bad sound, right? Foreign Assets Control. 
issued Venezuela's general license authorizing Chevron Corporation to resume limited natural resource extraction operations in Venezuela. And the Treasury Department said that in a statement. The goal of the authorization is to alleviate. Now, listen to this. You think, well, why are they doing that? They're not allowing us to drill for oil here. But you think, well, okay, they're going to allow us to drill for oil there so they can get oil for Americans, right? But listen to what it says. The goal, the purpose of this authorization from the Biden administration is to alleviate the suffering of the Venezuelan people and support the restoration of democracy. It says nothing about benefiting American corporations and truckers and commuters, right? It's just, it's like surreal. It is totally surreal that they're allowing Chevron to go down there to benefit the, uh, to benefit the Venezuelans. The other thing I was that's shocking to read is there the Los Angeles Police Commission, you know, after all the, the Black Lives Matter and TIFA and defund the police, right? The Los Angeles Police Commission has approved a $119 million budget increase for the 23-24 fiscal year, according to its current $3.15 billion budget. I can't even, that's, the numbers are incredible. But the fact that they're giving more money to police is interesting. Well, I'm going to talk. Let's just. This was something that was on Facebook. And I have never thought of it this way. So, you know, you have credit cards, right? Debit cards, credit cards. And then you have cash, paper money, coin money, right? And you think, well, maybe the difference is, you know, the functionality of it. You can just sweep your card, swipe your card, and then uh, you can pay it at the end of the month, right? And you, I don't know whether you've ever thought of the impact or the the uh, how the bank fits into this. So this person, this person is a process thinker that wrote this. I got a kick out of it. The person says, why should we pay cash everywhere with banknotes? That when they say banknotes, they're meaning like, paper bills like a 10 20 50 100 right why should we pay with paper money instead of a card you ever thought about that she says or the he says i don't know who wrote this i so suppose i have a 50 dollar bank note a you know 50 dollar bill i'll call it a bill in my pocket going to a restaurant and i pay for a dinner with that the restaurant owner then uses that same bill, say it costs $50, just to make it simple for discussion's sake. So they take the bill, the restaurant owner takes my bill, and he uses the same bill to pay for his laundry. And then the laundry owner then uses the same bill to pay for the barber. And then the barber will then use the same bill to go shopping with. After an unlimited number of payments or transactions, it will still remain a $50 bill which has fulfilled its purpose to everyone who used it for payment, and the bank has never been involved um, in any of these cash transactions. The bank is separate from all your transactions, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. The bank's not even thinking about you. But if I go into that same restaurant and I pay with a digital card, like a credit card, a Visa, MasterCard, debit card, da-da-da-da, bank fees for my 
payment transaction will be charged to the seller, that's the restaurant, at 3%, so around $1.50 per $50 transaction. And so the fee of $1.50 for each further payment or transaction for a restaurant owner or payments of the owner of the laundry shop or the barber shop or all the shops at that, that, the continue cycle of capitalism. So $1.50, fee, 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 fee. The banks in the middle of every one of these transactions that before was just the paper money moving from person to person to person to person to person to person and all trading their services for that document, that piece of paper money. Now the bank is making a buck 50 off every $50 transaction. So therefore, the person that wrote this says after 30 transactions, the initial $50 will remain with a value of only $5. And the remaining $45 became the property of the bank thanks to all the digital transaction and fees. So as you keep moving that thing around, it loses all its value. And who takes the value? The bank assumes the value you can see the power of credit cards you say oh it's really convenient to have my credit card and da, 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 da. but you can see that the bank is scamming or skimming off every single trans you can see how how they become multi-bajillionaires they're skimming a buck 50 off everyone now once they eliminate cash you're no longer being going to be able to uh, do your transactions in privacy you're not only got, never going to be able to give in, uh, kick somebody down some money that you want to help on the street. You're never going to be able to pay a person to just come over and do a task for you without having to report it to the IRS. It's incredible, but the the government and Mastercard or Visa are going to make a they're going to force everybody to use digital, and they're going to skim money off every time you make a move financially. And I had never looked at it that way. Maybe you have, but it's the first time I've ever thought about the fact that that $50 bill never loses its value from one person to another, to another, to another. But as you move that card around, pretty soon the bank has just eaten up the entire value by taking $1.50 from every person over and over and over and over and over and over. Unbelievable, huh? Well, I thought that was fascinating and, uh, that's why I like the term cash is king. And I like to, I like to deal with cash. And uh, here, a lot of times, I, I still deal with cash. We're going to be right back. I'm going to do five more segments right after a few clips that you might find entertaining. Hang on. talk to you about water issues and we are facing this drought and shortage is this fixable the good news is yes i'm going to probably not be very popular but i'm going to tell you a lot of the drought we're in right now is man-made our water year starts october 1st and goes all the way to september 30th december was an exceptionally wet year we had stored and captured that water in our reservoirs but because of california and the way we do business now there are a number of environmental 
court rulings that operate the system, not how it was intended. So we have to continue to release water from a reservoir when we should be saving for a sunny day. We have to release it for temperature control, for species by species, reduce the pumping. So all that water we were able to save went out the Golden Gate Bridge. In May, I think the total was 4.5 million acre feet had gone out since the beginning of the water year. So that's 4.5 million football fields full of water a foot deep. That's enough for 12 million Californians. Joe Biden was asked today if he would visit the southern border, and he had this to say. It's the border, because the more important thing going on, they're going to invest billions of dollars in a new enterprise. Remember when Kamala Harris was asked the exact same thing? Okay. Do you have any plans to visit the border? I, I'm here in Guatemala today. I, at some point, you know, I, we are going to the border. We've been to the border. So this whole, this whole, this whole thing about the border. We've been to the border. We've been to the border. You haven't been to the border. I, and I haven't been to Europe. And I, mean, I don't, I don't understand the point that you're making. I think the two of them should have to look this mother in the face. And the last words I said to him is, "I love you." And he twice deported illegal. Ran into him and hit him so hard that he caused Brandon's car to flip, and he killed him. My child's killed by someone who should not have been here. This is what happens when we have open borders. Astronomani, I came to the United States at the age of four. I was an immigrant to the great state of New Jersey, and I grew up in Morgantown, West Virginia, a mostly white state. I was affirmed, I was supported, and I was able to grow up a girl who knew not a word of English when I arrived to become a reporter for the Wall Street Journal. I am sitting here before you today, apparently the face of white supremacy. I am wearing a shirt that my father made. My father survived literally white supremacy in India. My father is five foot three because when he was a boy, the white supremacists that were the British rule in India literally funneled food away from the people of India and my father starved. And so he grew up to be a young man who came to the United States of America because he believed in the values and principles of this great nation. My father made this shirt for me, inspired by the gown that Representative Ocasio-Cortez wore to the Met Gala. And it says on here the names that we, the parents in the United States of America, have been called, including in the video that you featured, Chairman Raskin. Things like domestic terrorist, white supremacist, QAnon moms, what is it that we, the parents, have dared to stand up against in the United States of America over the last couple years? It is a divisive ideology expressed through this book called Critical Race Theory. It is a book that is taught in law schools, but it is translated into our school systems with books like this, Not My Idea, a book about whiteness, the trickle-down effect of the demonization of any human being because of their race is books like this. Where does this book take us as an idea? It takes us to this very simple idea, an idea that is a new hierarchy of human value. There is no doubt that the hierarchy of human value that was about white supremacy 
is illegitimate. Every single person is opposed to the idea of white supremacy. But we cannot replace an old hierarchy of human value with a new hierarchy of human value that demonizes children with this book, Whiteness is a Bad Deal, Signing a Contract with the Devil. What is the message in this? The message is the shaming of human beings. No child should be shamed. And why is this a threat to our democracy? Because we then have posters like this one in the Los Angeles School District. What does it say? F America, with KKK replacing the C. Because the idea is that our nation has become a white supremacist nation. And that is not true. That is not the reality, and we can see exhibited here today this poster also, F the police. This is an ideology that I call the woke army. It is an ideology of activists who are going through America's school districts and our communities, and what they are doing is a threat to democracy. What is the greatest threat that our children face today? It is the learning loss that has happened in our school districts. The Department of Justice declares clearly the characteristics that lead any human being to extremism include having less education. Chairman Raskin, I don't know if you know it, but the reading level in your school district, in Montgomery County Schools, is at 32% of kids that are reading at, at grade level. Math is at 30%. Congressman, Congresswoman Talib is here. In Detroit, it's 18% and then 12% for math. It is a failure. This is a system failure. White supremacy must be defeated, as must all extremism. This is our mandate as adults for our children. Our children are in a crisis today, and the idea that we, the parents, are now the agents of white supremacy is unacceptable. All of these books that I have here today are the indoctrination that are being put into the minds of our children instead of the fundamentals that are critical to make them educated, enlightened citizens that protect our democracy. That is our greatest mandate, and that is the one that I am honored to serve with you to realize for our children. Thank you so much. No matter, no matter what color, you are still We're back. I wanted to mention a couple people as we go along here that uh, help us stay on the uh, web or on the air, however you want to look at it. And that is Yuba uh, Sutter Junk Angel or YS Junk Angel. They move stuff that you want moved and you don't want to get involved, like cleaning up your property, cleaning up a house that's been trashed, cleaning up a building. Just getting rid of some old stuff that you replaced that's just sitting out back. And so if you call 530 or you text 530-329-3113, you're going to get Ira and Gina Burroughs, and they'll come and do that for you. And 530-329-3113, 
they call themselves the YS Junk Angel. And if you have a piece of property or some ground that you need to have leveled a little bit or maybe some holes dug, trenches dug, or things dug out, like I remember we had a walnut orchard we removed and we had to remove all the stumps. So uh, it's nice to have an excavator or a backhoe service. So Israel Garcia, or he likes to call himself Izzy Garcia, has Little Billy's Excavator and Backhoe Service. And you could call or text him at 530-300-6010. 530-300-6010. He's in Yuba County, but he will travel around Northern California to come to your place and flatten out an area for you for, to put a house or a mobile home or a barn or dig the footings. <clears throat> He'll do whatever, clean out ditches with that big unit. And uh, also we have all power services, Will Fanning and Josh James, and they've hired two other partners now that to help them. Uh, and you can reach them at 530-844-0347. They have all power services. That means they fix anything that has any power to it. Hydraulic power, electrical power, diesel power, gas power, things as small as just a little weed eater all the way up to a double belly dump truck all kinds of things water blasters i've had them fix all th- kinds of things for me so they also do custom welding they're master welders so if you have something that's broken on your big rig and you need to put back together or, or need something fabricated to do something they can knock it out they come highly recommended. All my friends are happily going there, and they get their cars fixed. They get their uh, all kinds of things. So all power services, dial them up or text them at 530-844-0347. They're in Yuba City, just south of Yuba City on 1469 Stewart Road. Easy to get to, no hassle. Just come flying in there. You can park your rigs in there. It's all fenced in. They get, it's secure and all that kind of stuff. All right, so let's get back to business here. Okay. I've been meaning to talk about baby formula, but I've got some other things I want to talk about first, and then if we have some time, we'll talk about it. We have a major problem in the United States with... uh, Immorality, and uh, the type that that's uh, there's immorality that's not against the law. It's the reason you'd even call it immorality is it doesn't fit in with the Bible standards. But then you have immorality that is criminal, and so we have immorality now that is criminal. That is an epidemic, and it's all through Hollywood with people like Harvey Weinstein raping women that were uh, wanting to get acting parts. And you have people at Tom Hanks uh, who has been accused of being a pedophile. He's married, but he likes the little boys as well. All kinds of people in Hollywood that are uh, messing around with underage children. Their children is what they are. 
So I don't know if you've noticed that CNN is plummeting out of the uh, technology sky, as well as many other. The only thing that held them together was Trump, uh, covering Trump. But when as soon as he was out of the White House, uh, they they collapsed. And uh, so one of the ex-CNN producers, John Griffin, has pled guilty to child sex charges. And John uh, has... Uh, is facing 10 years in prison, pled guilty to uh, sexually assaulting a nine-year-old girl. Now, this this takes it to a whole new level. He lured her to his Vermont ski house. This isn't a 19- or 18-year-old or 17-year-old girl just before she turns 18. John, I don't know what John, this, this isn't really a big article, but John looks to be about 30. Maybe he's 35. He's balding, so it kind of throws you a little bit. He maybe even could be a young 40. But uh, there was no question about the girl's age. Uh, he sexually assaulted a nine-year-old girl. I want you to think about that now. And this is commonplace. Uh, this is uh, just a step below what Epstein Island was. And as you know, uh, although Jelaine Maxwell is doing time, no one else is being held accountable for going down there and assaulting girl after girl after girl after girl after girl after girl after girl for years, maybe 20 years. So I think it's this uh, prosecution of this man uh, is an outlier. That means it's not normal. It's not regular. It's an outlier. And uh, sad, but I'm glad he got caught. So today, as I was preparing to do this show, I ran across a shocking uh, piece of information that probably is going to get national news if it hasn't already, it's kind of unpacking right now. But we have a, a CHP office here. That's California Highway Patrol. And this CHP office covers a number of counties. Yuba Sutter, for sure, it may cover, I don't know whether it covers Calusa as well. Uh, so the there is a leader of each of these different CHP districts or jurisdictions and then they call them a commander or a captain and so i have worked with the commander or the captain of the highway patrol here locally for many many years in my job working as a chaplain and also working running the trauma intervention program so i've had great relationships with them and really some fine people and I was shocked, and I had to read it over and over and over again because I couldn't believe my—I couldn't believe the words. I could not believe my eyes that the commander—and I've been out of tip now for over a year—the commander of tip—I'm sorry, the commander of the highway patrol um, has shot herself, it looks like. Her name is Julie Harding. She was the current commander of not the state highway patrol, the whole state, but of this, this area, this jurisdiction. And she recently had bought a house down in Tennessee, I believe it was. 
and she was getting ready to retire in the next year and going to move on down there. Like, and so there's a lot of stories here. And so here, here's the thumbnail sketch. It sounds like Julie and her husband were having a, a problem in their marriage. And it sounded like the husband had a girlfriend down there where they were going to be moving. And it sounds like that Julie hired a person to shoot him and kill him or to kill him. And about a month ago, Michael, her husband, disappeared. And uh, they recently found him in a vacant house, I think shot through the head. And so uh, recently she's been off work, away from work. I don't know if she's on vacation or whatever she's, whatever she's doing, but she was down there and she broke into the house of the girlfriend, according to the story of girlfriend that was away and caught on camera to get her dog back. You know, in, a, in these breakups and these relationships, sometimes the worst fighting is over the dog or the cat. So Commander Harding went in there to get the dog. And so anyway, this, this woman, the girlfriend of her now deceased husband, filed charges against her. And Julie Harding, the commander of our highway patrol, was arrested and put in jail and then released. And I think they kind of suspected that she might have been involved in the demise of her husband, Michael Harding. So a day or two after she was arrested... At the Sacramento International Airport, just a stone's throw from where I live, uh, they had a representative from Kentucky that waited for Mr. I can't remember his first name. What is his first name? His last name's O'Donnell. He's the guy that she, his name's Thomas Francis O'Donnell. So Julie Harding hired Thomas Francis O'Donnell, the story goes, to kill her husband, Michael Harding. And he did so, possibly, because Harding's dead. But here he comes. I didn't I don't know where he's from. I tried to look out where he's from, but here he comes and he's coming into Sacramento Airport and they arrested him in the airport. So now he's under arrest. Well in the meantime, at her new home down there in Tennessee, I think it is, Clay County, Tennessee. She shot herself. That's what it looks like. Julie Harding, the commander of our highway patrol here. Really sad. Very sad. I'm telling you, when you get under pressure and, and the enemy's kicking your rear end, you, things can get very confusing. Instead of just getting a divorce and trying to find someone else to live life with, people do the awfulest things to separate from a person. They want to kill them. So one anonymous source says it was a successful murder for hire deal and the hitman, for lack of a better term, got pinched and he squawked and he implicated her. They arrested her and she took her own life, a source claimed. The FBI was looking into her case. Now this brings up a lot of issues that have local implication. One is... 
people with big, big salaries like Highway Patrol with big retirements are leaving the state. Why? Well, they cashed in on, on all the big money and they're going to take it down and, and live in another state. Why? Because freedoms are uh, going by the wayside here in the, the golden state. It ain't so golden no more. And they're going to Tennessee. They're going to Arizona. They're going all over the place. And so she had her life all planned out, except the thing got screwed up with her husband. And it looked like she killed him, and now she's taking her own life, which is very, very sad. So one thing is just what I said about key government employees leaving the state as soon as they can. Now, here's the other thing that's interesting to me. I was proud if this is what happened, as I just explained it as if it this is exactly what, what may have happened, and I've just explained the best I could. So I'm assuming it did happen, but we'll see. Because they have an investigation to do. They have a they have the hitman, but we have a couple that are both dead now, and we have a girlfriend. Okay. The interesting thing to me is this. The authorities down there in Tennessee and Kentucky are all over this like sliced bread and butter. Quite contrary to us in California. Now, I wonder if this would happen here if we'd even investigate it. Because when Aaron Easton, the police chief of Marysville, killed his wife in Yuba City just across the river, it got buried. And nobody was doing a lot of investigating. They still aren't. And it's been like six or seven years. So in one way, if she did do this, if she did hire her husband, her, uh, the killer for her husband, I'm glad they, they got some investigators down there and they got some backbone. I mean, this, this gal is no small potato. She is a commander. I don't know how many jurisdictions they have in California there's 58 counties but that's a pretty plumb position a lot of times California highway patrol men and women finish their careers <coughs> as commanders of these different subsections of the state it's a pretty pretty cool job and uh but down there they are on this baby they are on over they're all over it and they're nailing it down. And in Yuba Sutter counties, we let a guy off the hook, and he's back there enjoying life in Oklahoma, Aaron Easton, after his wife, uh, supposedly the Appeal Democrat, reported it as a suicide, although it's never been endorsed as a suicide by the authorities. The Attorney General is supposedly has this case in California has done nothing about it. I'm talking about the Aaron Easton, Sarah Easton case. So we have a law enforcement person with a dead wife. And now we have another law enforcement person with a dead husband. She had her husband killed by someone else. She, what if she killed her husband? Do you, do you think she, she would have been prosecuted here in Yuba Sutter? I doubt it. I doubt it. And the other thing that is so fascinating is that the FBI is involved down there. Why isn't the FBI up here involved in the Aaron Easton case? Maybe because they're from California and they're down there doing business. I don't know. I don't know what that makes a difference. I, I, I get confused. I've asked people all the time, 
when is the FBI, some people say, well, the FBI doesn't get involved in this, that, or the other thing. And then they get, then I read a case where they turn around and get involved in it. Oh, well, they only do interstate or bank robberies or something. And then they, they end up not doing that. It's just, I never can figure out what they do anymore. There's 20 or 30,000 FBI agents, but the FBI is involved down here. We got all kinds of people down there. We got the Tennessee law enforcement. We got uh, Kentucky law enforcement. We got, we got the FBI. We can't get anybody up here involved in this Aaron Easton case. It's unbelievable. It is unbelievable. I feel sorry that the very fact that our commander would, would go down, she's, she's lost her mind. I feel bad for her. I do. Uh, she did a terrible thing, but I feel bad for, for her to, to lose her mind and go break into the girlfriend's house to get a dog out of it. She knows she's going to get <laughs> videoed. Every house got video. And she probably just panicked that here she's she's still employed over here in Sutter County and Yuba County, and she's down there scrapping with some girlfriend of this of her ex, who is who has been missing for over a month. Anyway, I just wanted to draw some 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 comparisons of what we have going on here, and the other thing is like with this CNN guy, who had sex with with this nine year old girl. Jim Whitaker, I, I just keep coming back to it. It's, it. it's more shocking to me now than it was when things happened. I've had women, he didn't, I don't, no woman has come to me saying he has sexually assaulted me and in had intercourse with me. But young teenage girls from Yuba City High School said he grabbed my breasts, he grabbed my butt, he did this, he did that, right? He was sexual. Nobody prosecutes him. We don't can't get any prosecution in Sutter County. It is unbelievable. The sheriff and police department will not prosecute cases. Many of these cases, they just they just don't want to touch them. And then they lie to the public by saying, "Well, we can't talk to you about it because it's under investigation." It's not under investigation. You're lying about it. It's going nowhere. Just admit it. Why don't you tell the people that we're we're not going to do anything because we we people. People don't want us to do anything. Something like that. Just tell the truth. When your law enforcement people shine people on, people lose all kinds of confidence in law enforcement. That's just the way this is. Lose all, all kind of confidence. It's just a sad deal, but it's it the thing that I felt bad for everybody involved, the man and wife, the Hardings, and this girlfriend, and for goodness sakes... And, and now we have two people, two adults out of the three of them, all dead. And all they had to do was just go get a divorce, for goodness sakes. I'll be right back. We'll start a third segment. Where are you going to? She was one of my childhood best friends. She passed away from an intentional overdose almost three years ago. 
just couldn't stop relapsing and this is the letter that she left this right here is my friend hunter he passed away at 17 years old from a heroin overdose this right here is one of my best friends michael as a consequence of his addiction he served five years in prison and this right here was my wife kira in active addiction she spent 10 years of her life as an alcoholic and this right here used to be me i wasted 10 years of my life chasing my next high until it came to an end when somebody poisoned the drugs that I was doing trying to take my life. And I'm here to share a message of the reality of addiction. There's only a few ways out of it. Jails, institutions, and death. Or you can make recovery your reality. This is Michael today. He has a second chance at life. And this is me and my wife and our children. Recovery is possible. The judge has ruled for guardianship of this four-month-old baby to be placed into the court so that its heart surgery can proceed as soon as possible. Four-month-old Will has a rare heart disease. His parents, Samantha and Cole, lost custody of him because they were not willing to accept blood from vaccinated donors with the spike protein. They found their own donors, which is allowed, but they were denied. And they provided evidence that the experimental spike protein stays in the blood of the vaccinated for at least 14 days. An experimental spike protein which is killing people and causing heart problems primarily with young males, just like Will. But it was ignored. The New Zealand government locked the three of them under police guard in a hospital room. They're coming against God and God's will, and, and they're coming against Will. You know, that's our baby's name. Our baby's name's Will, and, and he he's really important. It's not over. You know, everyone needs to continue to stand and stand with us and fight because uh, this is just the beginning. Um, it's not over. And at around 11 p.m. last night, masked police came into the room and took Will away. The New Zealand government has now kidnapped this young child and plan to immediately operate on him, specifically using the tainted blood of the vaccinated. Blood that we know will most likely have the spike protein that has been killing people. People much older and healthier than four-month-old Will, who needs our help. You guys are criminals. <laughs> Please! You've got to realize I need that you to are now involved in a criminal Did you not action. see his eyes? Did you not see his no, you do not need to do the operation. No, you do not. Jude, please, can I just go down with him? Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Third segment brought to you by some more of my friends. Uh, if I could find their names here listed, I got a little program here I got for myself. So if you crash your car or you want to fix something on your car or improve your car, like I put new headlights in my old car to make it brighter, look better and then i crunched the front had to get some repairs done and had to have some paint done 
just had, you know, things, the seatbelt breaks, this breaks, that breaks. I just keep cars forever, keep them running. But when I need any help, I go to Kevin, Kevin Clark at Allen's Auto Body over in Yuba City. And he and his wife, Carrie, run that operation. They got some employees. And uh, they just do a great job. They're honest people, and they're just fun people to be with. They're at Tea Garden and Sutter in Yuba City. They'll make you feel good, even though you just had a, your car just was in a fight. 530-671-1057. That's our landline. You can't text it. 671-1057. If you want to call over there and make an appointment, or you, or you want to talk to them and ask them some questions, or maybe you just need a part, maybe you want to just repaint your car. So you can give them a call. They're good. They're, they'll do a good job. And you can find it real easy. Tea Garden at Sutter, they're, they're right on the corner with a big white, a big yellow stripe, horizontal stripe right around the building. Can't miss it. And then uh, right, right next door almost, just two minutes away, is at 751 Sutter is Nellie Garcia with North Valley Paralegal. And she can handle almost every legal issue that you have. So it used to be I used to think, oh, I got a legal problem or I need to get some paperwork done. I need to change this. this I need documents created, this, that, and the other thing. And I, I need to hire an attorney. You don't need to do that today. Back in the day, maybe you did 50 years ago. Now we have great paralegals and Nellie Garcia leads the pack. So if, if you call her at 530-751-9289, 751-9289, she can help you on all kinds of stuff, straighten out paperwork, change the names on paperwork, help with adoption, sort out probate issues, set up trusts, all that kind of stuff, set up a will, no problem. Uh, 530-751-9289. She's at 751 Sutter Street. So give her a shout. She's really easy to work with. She's much cheaper than the attorneys, and she's a lot easier to get along with. So uh, give her a shout, and uh, she will help you. All right, so uh, we have a big problem, as I was mentioning, in pedophilia. We have it being swept under the rug, as they say, all over our state of California. It's big everywhere. We have sex trafficking that's going on everywhere. And it, the reason it's going on is because political, high-up political people don't want to fuss with it. And they want to bury it. When you have the top people in our government involved in it, they're not going to stand up against it because people that are in that are dirty have uh, the goods on other people that maybe aren't so dirty, but they got something going on that people know about. So they say you don't you don't want to talk about this because if you talk about this, then we're going to bring up that. So they own them. They own them. And so have you ever, have, I've had this experience so often, you wonder, I thought they were a conservative. Why don't they address this issue? How come they ignore this issue, whether it's abortion or whether it's uh, child sex trafficking or sexual abuse or whatever, whatever, whatever. Why don't you address it? Why don't you address the fentanyl issue, even locally? Dr. Fong Lu, she just collects Twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month, and doesn't do jack diddly except push COVID policies that are totally fraudulent. What you have is a corrupt government. It's called a third. This is a third world country. When you fly to Vietnam and you fly back here, there's no difference anymore. I'm talking about in morality. 
in government, in governance, and in morality. I used to think there was. There is not anymore. I see things more clearly today than when, uh, when I started going overseas. I used to go overseas and thank God for America because I thought, well, at least we have honest elections or at least we can transact business and there's honesty and at least, at least, at least. And now I don't see any difference. The only difference, there is a little bit more freedom here. And there's a lot more money here. But when you, you know, it's interesting that the founding fathers didn't talk a lot, a lot about needing to be rich. What they, what they focused on is freedom and liberty and small government. And they didn't want government to run our lives. Today, what, you tell me, what part of your life isn't managed by government? So there's a great article written. Uh, it's called the 525 per gallon canary in the coal mine. The guy says uh, gallon. I don't I don't have the date on this. I might have erased it. The gallon of gas currently sells for about 525 a gallon around the United States. I think it's less now. Interestingly, this is about two dollars more per gallon than than the. Uh, uh, when the Biden administration took over, when Trump was pushed out. So he said the Biden group has succeeded in temporarily tamping down the cost of the latter, that's gasoline, by draining the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. But diesel prices have not come down appreciably from their spring-summer high of 570 per gallon. Diesel costs less than half as much two years ago. Think about it. That's when Trump went out of office. Diesel was less than half what it is today. So it's interesting. I hadn't thought about this. If you have a diesel-powered car, such a, like a VW Jetta, Golf, Beetles, With a 15-gallon tank, you're currently paying about $80 to fill it up. That's that's still not very affordable because they've jacked the price of diesel way up. They want to push people out of diesel cars. You think, well, I wonder why. I mean, I we, I get it. They want everybody to go into electric cars, but think about this. This is, I didn't know this. I, I knew that the government fined VW a lot a few years ago. I never really followed what the big issue was, but it was a fraud on the government's behalf. And they were trying to stop them from making diesels. Car, hardly anybody's making any diesel cars now. They're still making diesel trucks because they're very efficient. They're much more efficient than gas, and they're much more efficient than electric. They, they, I don't know. I didn't realize that, that that car companies have not been selling diesel cars for about seven years because the government went after VW for selling them. Why would they do that? They weren't cheating. They said they were cheating on the emissions issues. And this guy is being sarcastic. He said they weren't cheating on government emissions certification tests any more than Matt Strickland's restaurant, the Gourmelts, was hut hut hutted the other day for supposedly selling alcoholic beverages without an ABC permit. Here's what they did: they did the same thing to uh, 
the, the bistro down in Roseville. They took their ABC permit from them when they wouldn't close during COVID. So they paid for and had a permit, but they took it from them. Then when they didn't close, then they came after them again and said, you're operating without a permit. They said, well, we had a permit, but then you took it away. So what this guy is saying by saying that is that they jacked up this restaurant, the Gourmelts, and they, they jacked up BW. It said the Gourmelts was hassled, harassed, because Mr. Strickland refused the face, to face diaper his staff or customers and kept the doors of his restaurant open in defiance of the lockdown. That's what some people, some people did here. And barbershops. VW was the same. For the same, they were, they were uh, harassed and penalized for the same reason. It had the audacity to sell a whole lineup of diesel-powered cars that were also very affordable. Think about this. I didn't realize this. Most of the diesel-powered lineup of VW costs less than $25,000 a piece. That is a buy, folks. When you know that the cheapest electric vehicles are twice that much, the, the lineup of VW cars was less than $25 a piece and got more than 50 miles per gallon. Think of that. This was the equivalent in terms of the threat it represented to electrification that refused to wear, to wear a face diaper and keep the doors to one's business open and keep the people fearful and submissive. So they went after VW in claiming they were fraudulent on their emissions. They wanted to shut the company down, and now they quit making those great cars. In fact, I would have bought one of these. This is a great deal. Cost less than 25000 and get 50 miles per gallon? He says, you'd think that reduced demand for diesel fuel would have served to reduce the cost, but it hasn't. You know why? Because the Biden administration doesn't want capitalism to work. They want communism to work where they just decide, eh, if you want, we want you to pay four times as much and like get over it, right? None of these administrations care anything about people that are struggling to pay their bills or small businesses that 40, they want 40% of small business to not pay their rent. That's why they considered them non-essential and shut them down. You know why? Because they resist the government. Small businesses do. Corporations go into partnership with the government and they pay the government because they turn around and get big contracts from the government. If you happen to own a diesel-powered truck, some of my friends do, with a 25-gallon tank, you're paying around $130 to fill it up, current prices, if that persists. How many people would be able to afford to drive a diesel-powered truck? In place, they're going to come out with a Ford F-150 Lightning. Can you? I listen, people. I'm telling you. I don't know whether I'll be alive to see it, but this this electric thing is the biggest fraud. Is going to be the biggest fiasco and a total loser. Going to have these electric vehicles stacked up all over the country, not being run anymore. 
says diesel-powered vehicles are problem vehicles from the point of view of those pushing the electrification of all vehicles, not only because they go farther than gas-powered vehicles and much farther than electric vehicles, but particularly because it's possible to keep them going independently of a centrally controlled distribution apparatus. So I was on this trip to Vietnam, and there's a lot of time to talk because we're doing road trips. We're, we're just traveling for hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours together. And so I got to talking to this retired school teacher who was traveling with me. And he says, you know, he said, a friend of mine has a diesel and he makes his own diesel. He's a bright boy. So this article, I want you to hold that thought while I say this. Said gas powered vehicles require gasoline to keep on going. If there's none at the pump, it is hard to refine your own gas. I was, I was thinking about why don't we just make our own gas? Why don't I just go out and drill a well, draw some oil out of it, and make my own gas? It's a big pain in the rear. Says gas, also, I didn't know this as well. Gas does not store very well for a long time. It gets a gas goes bad. So even if you thought ahead and stored 50 gallons in a drum for the future, shelf life is limited on gasoline. Electricity is hard to generate independently in, in, in the quantity needed for an electric car. Like say, oh, I'm just going to generate my own electricity right off the grid. He, the guy says, even on a 120-volt grid power, it takes a day or more to instill a charge in a 400 to 800-volt electric car battery. We're talking about letting your car sit around for a couple days. What are you doing in the meantime? If the grid goes down, it will take much longer unless you have a seriously mighty solar array on your roof. Diesel. Now, this is this is just what uh, was on this trip, and the guy said, this is how you make diesel, Lou. I thought, this is unbelievable. This guy has a diesel car, but he doesn't put regular diesel in it. He makes his own product at home in the backyard. This is this is so cool. <clears throat> diesel stores almost indefinitely, and many diesel engines can burn biodiesel. What is biodiesel? It isn't made from petroleum. It is made from vegetable oil, animal fats, and restaurant grease. Now, one thing that is a big pain at restaurants that they're slopping a lot of grease is how to get rid of it. They got it. They have special traps, grease traps. It's just a mess. What if all the restaurants, you got yourself a diesel and you just headed off to all the restaurants and said, give me all your old grease. I want it all. In other words, it says almost anyone can make their own diesel fuel, biodiesel. That's what we need to have a class on in Yuba Sutter is how to make your own biodiesel, get some vegetable oil, animal fats. There used to be a guy when my dad was a butcher and they would pick up, we'd call him the renderer, renderer. And he would pull in in his big truck and he would take all the extra fat and bone and they would haul it back and they would make stuff out of it. Oils, right? and all that kind of stuff. So the Biden diesel is a major threat. You think, oh, gasoline's better. Yeah, gasoline is better than electrical, electricity, like a battery operated. 
But diesel kicks everything's rear end, and I did not ever think it through that way. Certainly, I knew that diesel cars got a lot better mileage, but I did not know this issue, and I did not know how they were corrupt in body-slamming VW. Gormelts, I have to look up where that place is. G-O-U-R-M-E-L-T-Z. He calls it hut, hut, hutted on account of an issue with the ABC license because they stayed open during COVID. VW was literally fractional differences. VW got attacked over literally fractional differences in real world emissions that went undetected on federal emissions certification tests. In other words, they could not find the reason they... They accused them of something they could not substantiate. But it cost them millions and millions and millions of dollars. This article says diesel is simply too attractive an alternative for electrification to compete with. And that's the reason that diesel is not coming down. They're not going to allow it to come down. They don't care about trucking. They don't want you to want diesel cars and, and get them at $25,000 a piece. Now, what a buy. So gas prices will eventually go up as well. But diesel, that's the story on diesel, which I was just captivated by this guy. This guy has got it figured out. And... Uh, So API President Mike Summers says current cost of diesel can be seen as a harbinger or a signpost of the cost of gas to come unless the supply of petroleum is increased. The Biden administration, and and we know this, they've been peddling half-truths since they got in there about, says it has issued 9,000 drilling permits on federal land. The full truth and it's always been the truth and nothing but truth, is that most and even all of those permits are just that. They're permits to look for oil, not a guarantee that there's any oil there and not a permit to take it out. They could just give them permits to, to check it out. It's like that between a drug that does not prevent infection or transmission and vaccine that immunizes. The distinction, uh, it's, a big, it's a big distinction permit to just look around and a per- versus a permit to draw oil out. The Biden administration knows they're just lying and lying and lying. No more drilling. That's the key thing. No more drilling. So we're about halfway through here. We're going to come back in a few, few minutes. We're going to listen to a couple of clips and then uh, we'll be right back with you to start the second half of the show. She was standing there before Nobody had ever put a woman in the lead of an action movie because it wouldn't work. Girls and boys can both identify with a male lead, but boys cannot identify with a female lead. 
Can I define what a boy is or what a girl is or what a woman is or what a female lead is? I can't. It is so hard being a woman. Um, we're just not appreciated. Uh, being a beautiful woman is even more difficult. It's just really hard. I'm sorry, I don't wanna make this about me, but I'm just so happy that we've made these strides. And I'm just so thankful that I was the one to really push for that. Um, you know, I broke, I broke the glass ceiling for all the other women out there. And you don't have to thank me. I mean, really, like, don't thank me. I mean, you can if you'd like to thank me for doing it, but um, you don't have to. I don't want you to feel pressured. And I am surprised that the other women in Hollywood have not thanked me for what I have done for them. Um, I just know that when I was doing the Hunger Games, so many people were like, oh my goodness, this is like groundbreaking. This is history making. And I was the one to, you know, to be the history maker. Will I be in the history books? Probably, um, her story books. <laughs> uh, one of the Democratic candidates is Senator Joseph Biden. Have you seen the problem he's been having? He went around and made a speech and apparently he quoted a, I think it was a British politician, took his speech and kind of paraphrased it as his own. And then the press got on him. And then he was charged also with taking part of Bobby Kennedy's speeches. And Biden says, not to worry. He reassured his staff. He said, we have nothing to fear, but fear itself. God bless this man. Listen to this. Yes, before you guys start the time, I got something for you. Mr. Supervisor here. This is a book. Why don't you read it? For my three minutes. Now, these are papers. I want you to have the three minutes. All right, so your three minutes have started. Okay, I didn't sit down. Relax. But you got up and you... Oh, but what, I get up? Okay. All right, go ahead. You know about the books, didn't you? The you're the superintendent. You know about the books. There was an email sent to you. Look at it real good. You know about the books. Don't sit here and laugh about these people because they don't have to speak English. These people called me all the way from Dearborn because I'm the activist here. You're not going to sit here and lie to these people. You're not going to humiliate them. You're not going to tell them that you didn't know about the books. Look at me in the eye. Tell me you didn't know about the books. You know about them. Now, what you got to say about it? Nothing. Nothing? Because you knew about it. There's an email that was sent. You said that you didn't even know about the email. There was an agenda you signed. You didn't know you signed it. So don't sit there and look at these people and pretend you didn't know about it. Okay. We are tired and sick of you guys sitting alive to this community. Excuse me, I'm not done with you. Can you just tone it down a little bit, please? You just said no interruption. I'm going to get my three minutes. You're not going to call me up or I'm going to get more time. I'm going to tell you something. These people called me because you laughed at them. You, on the other hand, how dare you, Mr. Neshi? Shame on you. How dare you sit there and tell this community you don't know about it. The press got the email. I'm going to make sure that people know what kind of person you are. You call yourself a Muslim? You ain't no Muslim, man. You're just a person out to get the power. That's all you're worried about. You, you, and all of you guys. Shame on you guys. These guys don't know how to speak English. Send an email to help out. They don't know what an email is. Excuse me. Half these people don't know how to speak English. How dare you guys? How? Explain to me. Explain to me, Mr. Neji. You know these people don't know how to speak English in Hamtramck. 
and you put these books on them. You signed a contract October 10th this year. Look at that book I gave you. Would you read it to your kids? No, you won't. Shame on you, all you guys, for laughing at this community. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to tell the public? That you didn't know about it? You knew about it. You put these books for these children. For what? The mayor of, excuse me, the mayor of Dearborn put the same agenda and talked about it. What, are you going to get the, the mayor over here to talk about it too? Shame on every single Arab that we put in Michigan to make you guys people. What you did, you destroyed our community. You destroyed Michigan. Ten seconds. Ten seconds? Let me tell you something. Shame on every single person that's Lebanese, Yemeni, that sat there and destroyed our community. Shame on you guys. Okay, man, let me know what you think about this video in the comment section. God bless this father. This is the mentality you need to have when you are fighting for your kids, bro. And when you are talking to those deranged school board officials, okay? Now, if you care, the name of the book, the book in question was All Boys Are In Blue. You, you, yeah, you can tell where this is going, right? So this book was um, written by this guy right here, George M. Johnson, an activist based in New York. And the book is about gender, sex, culture of East, whatever it is. And um, I'm not even going to read to you the first page of the book. I'm not even going to open it. Because if I do, if I read to you the first paragraph, the first page of the book, this video will be restricted to 18 years old and up. That's how bad the book is, okay? It's a blessing. We have more and more parents opening their eyes and paying attention to what's happening to this country. They are targeting kids. That's, that, that's what it is, as evil as it is. If you wanna go, baby, go ahead and walk out the door. But one thing that you gotta remember is one monkey don't stop no show. If you wanna go, baby, Go ahead and walk out the door. But one thing that you gotta remember is one monkey don't stop no show. This train gonna keep on rolling. Oh yeah, just thank our life. All right, sure, good to be with you today. We're halfway through and I'm joining being here and feeling better. Had jet lag over the last few days. Got home uh, Friday morning to San Francisco Airport. Smooth flight on Korean Air. I always fly the Asian carriers. They're, you know, it isn't even competitive. It isn't even close. The American carriers are high-priced, poor operators, rude, harsh. Uh, they're not even. I don't even get a quote from them when I when I book these plane. I just I said, give me four or five quotes on Asian carriers. Don't even get into the American carriers. Not interested. It's over. You remember when the when the Japanese cars first started coming to the United States, Honda and all of them, and the, the Japanese cars were so much more reliable and easy to fix and cheaper to fix than the American cars, and they were just like took over the country because American Americans had become fat and lazy and arrogant. They they could build better cars, better planes, better stuff, treat people better. Even Southwest, who I used to love to fly, I hate, hate them now. Hate them. Hate Southwest. They're Nazis. I got all kinds of free flights of Southwest. I didn't even want to go down there and get in the seat and play the, play the games with them. 
play the nonsense. They're liars. Captains had come on the air during COVID. It's a state law for California and Nevada that you have to wear a mask. Total lie. Complete lie. Just making stuff up. Just BS. I thought, you know something, just fly the plane. I don't I don't care about the peanuts. I don't need a drink. Just get get me there. Keep your mouth shut. I don't even care what where we're flying, how high we're flying, which way we're going, about the wind, turbulence. Just keep your mouth shut. You're lying most of the time. Jeez. They're just they're all prostitutes for the government because the government just gives them money. They can't eat, they don't even need to compete for your business. The government will just pay them your taxes. They just give give away your taxes, just like the Sutter County and Yuba County supervisors. They just gave money to the Yuba Sutter Arts Council. I don't want to give money to the to the Yuba Sutter Arts Council out of out of the taxes. If 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 the, the I, I don't have anything against the Yuba Sutter Arts Council. I don't have anything against the museums or any other nonprofits. But they, I don't believe government should be giving money, my money to them. I didn't want to, they, no one asked me. No one asked me or anybody else. They just go ahead and give, oh, well, it's only 5,000. Oh, it's only 10,000. Oh, it's only 1,200. Yeah, times 100 t- gifts. It's giving away the public's money. You got no business doing that. Should be against the law if it isn't. So many, so many of the things that they do are unlawful. No one is there to prosecute. Why? Because the district attorneys are in bed with the whole mess. The district attorneys are. They don't call anybody up short on anything in government. Why? Because that they get their bread buttered by the same bunch of people. It's all corrupt. Let me mention a couple other people here. We got uh, Dr. Cassidy and I are working together on trying to get addicts off the street, or what I mean that, I don't mean they're living necessarily all living on the street, but off drugs and back into a clean and sober life. And we got, we're involved at this level because the government has dropped the ball and doesn't give a rip. I don't care what they say, they do not care. They do not care. So listen, if you're addicted to anything, any substance from tobacco, alcohol, any kind of drug, let's get you into Dr. Cassidy and get an examination and see about your whole, you might be a diabetic, you might have other issues, you might have thyroid problems, you might have other issues. Let's get you a physical and then figure out where we can stop the drug abuse and get you clean and sober and get your life back, get you back with your kids, get get you back working you can get back you can get it that's our business so call peach tree health they're located in yuba and sutter counties different locations just call peach tree health 530-749-3242 749-3242 ask for dr cassidy there's other good doctors there but he is he's he uh, not only is a general practitioner doctor family doctor but he also is specialized in addiction and I will help you as well. But doctor, uh, you can call that number. If you have trouble getting a hold of Cassidy, then text him. Text him once. Not Don't blow up his phone. 
during the day at 530-682-8648, 682-8648, and then just text your number over, your name, and just put addiction, need addiction help. If you get anxious and you need to talk to somebody about it, and I can handhold you through the process, no problem, my pleasure. Just dial me up. You don't have to text me. You can text me or call me at 530-713-1838, 713-1838, okay? All right, let's get back into the, the situation here. We got, we're got we losing a person a day, I know, on fentanyl. It's just There's there's multiple daily overdoses here, and uh, there's there's all kinds of people dying, and it's just uh, it just makes my blood boil. So we've had a second reporter. You've heard of the World Cup. I don't really follow it very closely. The Americans don't be haven't been playing very good soccer. They're most mostly uh, woke now and mostly interested in trying to make some kind of political statement. So other countries are making statements on sports and sports skills as opposed to fighting, uh, hating the U.S. government. So uh, a couple people, have, uh, reporters have died at the World Cup. When's the last time you heard that? When's the last time you heard reporters at a World Series died? Uh, wor- uh, reporters at the uh, Super Bowl died. So Al Misalam, a Qatari uh, reporter, died suddenly while covering the FIFA World Cup Cutter 2022. He was a Muslim dude. It came only hours after longtime soccer reporter Grant Wall. I talked about him last week. Grant Wall was a guy. He's a longtime, as it says here, soccer reporter. That's his gig. He's 49 years of age. He's married to a doctor who's on Biden's jab team. So it's interesting. He dropped dead. Wasn't feeling well. Went in and says, I don't feel well. Sent him home. Uh, just felt funky. And then all of a sudden just died. This other guy died. So I just saw another article where Grant Wall's, in fact, Grant Wall's brother, I don't know whether he's a twin brother, can't remember now, I had the article last week, is a homosexual guy. I'm not taking pot shots, I'm just telling you, I'm telling you the story. Grant Wall's brother, I think it's Eric Wall, is a homosexual guy. And because Cutter is not happy about the homosexual lifestyle. Grant Wall, when he went to enter the stadium, he wore a homosexual promotion T-shirt and tried to stir the pot over there, you know, because I'm standing up for my brother. I don't know whether all these people, like parents, like, oh, yeah, I love my son, and he can, like, screw a donkey. I don't care. You know, I'm just, I'm going to support my son, whatever he wants to do. He wants to slit people's throats, screw donkeys, right? Just like have a golden shower. <laughs> Love my son, you know, get, got his back. All right, all right. Okay. So Grant Wall, he was trying to make a point over there, but he got sick and died. So now his wife came out and said, well, really what he had, because I'm, I'm bringing up all these deaths. I'm having a trip to the cemetery every week. Because I'm trying to point out these people are dying because they took the jab. 
And all the COVID people like Dr. Fong Lu, she don't want to talk about any of that because she was lying about all the people that were dying of COVID in the hospital and they weren't dying of COVID. They were dying of something else, but she was lying about it. She was fraudulent. She's a deceiver and she's a, a, just a petty thief. She's a liar. She's a con, con girl. And they're, you know, she, instead of putting her in jail, we give her 300 and something thousand dollars a year. Let her live in Sacramento. So Grant Wall's, uh, his wife is a, is a doctor, and she said, well, my, hu- my husband died of an aortic aneurysm. I know exactly what that is because my dad had one, and we discovered it before it exploded. And they replaced the aorta, and he was good to go, like putting a new tire on your car. But... If you have an aortic aneurysm and you don't know you have it, it's a bulge on that aorta and then it pops and then you bleed out. So that's what she said Grant died of. Well, could that have been affected by the MRNA? So both these guys died. I don't want to spend the whole day on these guys. I'm not going to go into any more details, but uh, so that's a tape deal. This is first. I'm telling you, you're living in a time now when there's firsts everywhere. You're having all these little kids die of heart attacks. There's never been a time in the world that children died of heart attacks. Now we have the Carolina Panthers. Henry Anderson suffered a minor stroke, blood clot in the brain. Darn, I hate it when that happens. This is a youngster. This is one of the top athletes in the United States of America. Well, I thought, oh, that was just one guy. Then, then in the last little over a week, Penguin, so we have Henry Anderson for the Carolina Panthers, 31. He got a stroke, minor stroke, and blood clots. Listen, if you have any kind of stroke, it ain't minor. But if it doesn't knock your whole motherboard out, that's a minor stroke. So he's got all kinds of blood clots, clots, Henry does. And then we have Penguins star, hockey star, Chris Letang, 35. He had a stroke. Dang. Right. We're, we're not talking about in the last two years. We're talking about in a week and a half. Then New York Jets, Max Mitchell, 23. That's a football team. He's got blood clots. And then WC. BB, I think that's a a basketball league. She's a center on the basketball team. Tamari Key, K-E-Y, 21, blood clots. Anything move you here? You care about anything? Have you ever seen this kind of stuff in your whole life in America? If you're interested in sports. I have never heard about this in my whole life. I have never heard about people, athletes, uh, dying at this frequency or or having debilitating. These people are out of their. Th- th- these people are not going to be playing basketball or or hockey or football anymore. It's over, baby. It is over. You heard them. You know you'd hear of athletes getting shot in a bar. Crash in a high in a high speed chase. Drunk driving, crash their car. Occasionally, they would have 
you know, something. I think Lynn Bias died. I don't know whether he died of cocaine. I can't remember. Anyway, I don't want to get sidetracked. 28-year-old mother has, has fatal stroke five days after COVID vaccine. 28-year-old. That bother you any? You think that's unusual? Dr. Lou, you think that's unusual? Oh, well, I, you know, we really can't make a determination, you know, unless we do this, that, and the other thing. Maybe it was they were, they were uh, chewing too much bubble gum. <laughs> bubble gum will give you a stroke. Everybody knows bubble gum, too much bubble gum chewing will give you a stroke. Sarah Stickles, she was a healthcare worker. Yep. Her sister, Jamie Lynn Cruz, writes, Last night, 536, Sarah Stickles took her last breath. She had a massive stroke in her brain stem caused by AVM. We made sure she was comfortable and with family. I'm so sorry. Da, da, da. Uh, but it happened five days after she took the second shot, the booster. Boom. Just five days after the second dose of Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. Perfectly healthy 21-year-old healthcare worker Sarah Stickles had what appeared to be an aneurysm. Darn, lots of aneurysms going around. And not expected to survive. My heart is completely broken for the family, especially her sweet little boy she leaves behind. She had what looks like to be a brain aneurysm, and she's in a very deep coma, her twin sister Kara Stickles said. She was working for Swedish American Hospital in Wisconsin. Hmm. Just makes you want to think. Maybe. Do you just want to ignore all this and just like skip it and just like go on and just let all these people that knew they were killing folks? You know, let me ask you this. When Albert Bourla, B-O-U-R-L-A, the CEO for Pfizer says this on YouTube that they met in California and decided that that their target would be to reduce the population of the world by half and they were on by 2025 and they were on target to pull that off and the and Gates is saying on a TED talk on YouTube that they need to do the same thing. They're saying separate meetings. TED Talk, Gates says, Bill Gates, after he says we need to reduce the population, da 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 he says we have these vaccines. I said, well, okay, okay, okay. This make, makes a lot more sense now, and it makes a lot more sense where the, the head of Pfizer actually says we're going to help kill these people. Now, the European leader of Pfizer, a blonde woman, I didn't get her name, was being interviewed by the European Parliament. And they, you know, she was unusually forthright and honest, which is different than most people talking to our congressmen and senators. And she said to them when asked pointedly, did you know that these uh, did you know that the COVID-19, what they call the vaccine, was not going to stop COVID and actually was not going to stop you from giving it to other people? She says, we had no idea. what We didn't think it would necessarily work for all that. She just straight up told them. 
And I'm telling you, those 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 uh, parliament, parliamentary boys, they just had a total meltdown over there about that because she told the truth. By the way, do you ever look at these? I love watching these interviews when these different senators are interviewing these people, people that want to be judges or people that are nominated for certain things or people that are being on the hot seat for something from Facebook or Twitter. And, and then the senator or the congressman asks them a question. You know, I, all of a sudden, I don't know whether they're getting tutored, but instead of answering the question, they first say, thank you for the question, Senator. Thank you for the question, Assemblywoman. When they say that, they're saying, I'm going to lie to you. That's the, that's the tip-off for saying that they're not going to tell you the truth. It gives them time to prepare the lie. There's no reason for them to say thank you for the deal. Everybody knows the the jig is up. They're just frauds, and they're not going to tell the truth. And they never do answer the question. It's just a big ruse. It's a, it's a kabuki dance. It's a kabuki show. Just It just disgusts me. Uh, before I go into this next segment, I'm just going to give a pitch here to uh, the people at Thrifty Rooter. And I was, I had a little, when I came home from Vietnam, I looked under my sink. I was just walking by my sink, and it's open under there, and it was wet. And I thought, uh-oh. I thought, good thing that didn't happen the first week I left. There'd be water all over the place. But I, the water feed from the Main line up into my sink was leaking, and, and I fixed it myself, which I, I normally wouldn't even fuss with, but I thought, oh, I'll just fix this thing. But it reminded me of the importance of plumbers. Even in a down economy, people fix their plumbing because they need water, and they need to get rid of the water. When it's, when it's supposed to be going out, they need it to go out. When it's supposed to be coming in, they need it to come in. So when things aren't working right, you need to call Thrifty Rooter, at 530-673-8201, 530-673-8201. That's a landline, and there's dispatchers all hyperactive over there, fired up, waiting to answer your call and get relief coming your way. So they're ser- serving. I can't. I keep forgetting all the counties they're in. Yuba, Sutter, for sure. They they're not all over Placer, but they're in Lincoln. I know. I know. Mrs. Artemenko told me about that, and so they're in Lincoln. And they're also, uh, I think they're up in Butte in Calusa County and maybe Nevada. So call them if you've got a problem, particularly if you're up in the rural area. Uh, they do all kinds of work with septic, which not everybody does. Like they got the pumping equipment. If you need to, like, get the septic system cleared out, and to work on it or just get all the solids out, they, they got all the equipment. So uh, Thrifty Rooter, 530-673-8201. They also have a website that's pretty cool, thriftyrooter.net. Go check it out, and uh, you can actually email or text or send a missive right off that website. But they have a list of all the things they do. It's pretty cool. Five, uh, it's uh, thriftyrooter.net, not com, not org, not us, not me, net. Got it? Okay, we're going to come right back.
I've been walking for about 57 days and eight hours. I'm walking from Brooklyn, New York to Del Rio, Texas, where I'll then cross the Rio Grande into Mexico and then re-enter the United States as an illegal immigrant. That way I can get back on unemployment, get free housing, and so the government doesn't punish me for not being vaccinated. I've got about another 326 miles, and then I can get back to life as normal. Better start working on my accent. Wish me luck, amigo. Well, in 1960, which would be almost 100 years after the end of slavery, 22% of black kids grew up in homes with only one parent. Uh, 30 years later, after the liberal welfare state, that number had more than tripled. And so I say, well, let us compare. If, if we, we can speculate on how much that 22 percent was due to the legacy of slavery. But we know that that tripling was not due to the legacy of slavery. It was due to the legacy of a whole different set of policies. And you can, and, and you can look at it so many other ways. Uh, education. Uh, Stuyvesant High School in New York, as you know, you get into only by passing a very tough exam. Mm -hmm. uh, in 2012, the percentage of black students who had gotten into Stuyvesant High School was less than one-tenth of the percentage of black students who had gotten into Stuyvesant High School 33 years earlier. I think it's more important to make headway in our own house. By the time the system comes into play, the damage is done. They're not locking up seven-year-olds. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was in Chicago a couple of three, four weeks ago, and we saw these little kids on bikes with masks on the side of their head, like five or six of them. And the driver said, yeah, they're little yummies. I said, who? He said, little, little yummies. Look up. Google little yummy. Mm. Little yummy was an 11-year-old murderer. Wow. And you look at his picture, you'll see the headshot of him, and he's like this. And he got murdered at 11 by a 14-year-old. Wow. Who's doing life now in a 16-year-old? That makes no sense. You, you blame the system? Where was his father? Yeah. It starts in the house. It starts in the home. And yeah, well, well, my father got locked up. Well, where was his father? Yeah. You know, I had the pleasure in appearing before a Senate committee once while I was still governor. And I was challenged because there was a Republican president in the White House who'd been there for several months, why we hadn't then corrected everything that had been done. <laughs> and the only way I could think to answer him is I told him about a ranch many years ago that Nancy and I acquired, had a barn with eight stalls in it, in which they had kept cattle. And we wanted to keep horses. And I was in there day after day with a pick and a shovel lowering the level of those stalls which had accumulated over the years. And I told this senator who'd asked that question that I discovered that you did not undo in weeks or months what it had taken some 15 years to accumulate. In a cell present everywhere
All right. Let's get into another topic here. Um, this uh, Elon Musk, who doesn't claim to be a conservative, he's sort of an independent. He is he's interesting to me. And when he took over Twitter, uh, he's now welcoming people back that were banished into the platform Siberia. They couldn't, they, over, oh, out in the freezing cold, they were sent to, uh, it'd be like if you're on the space shuttle and you're, you went outside the capsule and the, the, you were no longer tethered and you floated off into space. That's when they banished him. So anyway, he's welcoming back uh, different people and a couple of guys that got welcomed back. Let's see if I can get down here and find it. Uh, is Robert Malone, who actually was the developer or discoverer of mRNA. And most people don't know, but Dr. Robert Malone did work at UC Davis just down the street from here, just 45 minutes from here. Dr. Robert Malone, he got a Nobel Prize in medicine. And then also Dr. Peter McCullough, the most uh, heralded legend in the heart and renal, heart and kidney area in the United States. He's led medical schools. He's the most published guy in the uh, the realm of the heart in history. Written more documents, explained more things about the heart. And of course, because these guys were not following the COVID dogma, they were banned from Twitter. And so liars like Dorsey... Uh, worked with the federal government to ban anybody that said anything different than the lies of the federal government instead of being independent. They got paid off to be prostitutes for the federal government, media prostitutes. So um, Malone was banned from Twitter in January after he shared a video that said Pfizer's coronavirus vaccines caused more harm than good. How about that? And McCullough received his own suspension after he also questions the effectiveness of the vaccines. Now, McCullough actually is a practicing doctor, as well as being a brainiac and writing about he's one of the top science guys in the heart and kidney. Now, we have this we have this uh, uh, bottom feeder doctor over here, Fong Lu, who's never been a doctor, real doctor. She's just a bureaucrat with a medical with a medical degree but doesn't know Jack Diddley because she killed people in her policies here in lo locally. But McCullough actually gave people the vaccine in his practice, and, and then he realized it was having adverse effects and reported those to the Adverse Effects Center called VAERS, V-A-E-R-S. So he's not just standing back on some, some uh, pedestal uh, or in some easy chair Sunday, uh, Monday morning quarterbacking it. So it says Malone is approximately 100 scientific publications 
and has served on various government committees. He holds numerous patents in the field of gene delivery, delivery formulations, vaccines, including the fundamental DNA, RNA, and mRNA vaccine technologies used in COVID-19. He has medical degrees from Northwestern and Harvard. All this guy's all over the place. They, they banish these guys. So, so rude, so unbelievable, so communistic. So McCullough's the same way. It says, effective November 23, 2022, Twitter is no longer enforcing the COVID-19 misleading information policy. In other words, let people talk and judge for yourself. The return of Malone and McCullough to the platform also comes from after a series of reports called the Twitter files that have chronicled the censorship of the platform. And they all along said, oh, we don't censor. Remember all them, them, they testified before Congress. These guys are criminals. We got all these people locked up over in Yuba and Sutter County. We should let them go and put all these people in jail. Unbelievable. Now I want to talk some about this guy. This is another setup of the, I'm telling you, of the FBI. The FBI is creating criminal acts and blaming it on people that they tried to do with Trump. They planted stuff at, at Mar-a-Lago, the FBI. You think, oh, Lou, you're crazy. No, you're crazy. You're not paying attention or you don't care. And actually, the most dangerous thing is when people don't care. So a former special forces guy, Jeremy Brown, He's a prisoner. Uh, he's a January 6th prisoner. He was at the uh, demonstration in Washington. They don't say, and, and he just got found guilty. The headline is, is deceiving. Let me give you the headline. Jury finds January 6th prisoner guilty of six charges for illegal weapons, possession of classified document. Now, when I say that, the January 6th demonstration with illegal weapons, did you in your mind have an imagination that he had those with him on that day? So when they describe the weapons, they describe a 410 shotgun in this article. Uh, it had a short barrel, less than 18 inches. He had a 5.56 caliber rifle, having a barrel less than 16 inches not registered to him in the National Firearms Registry and transfer record in violation of 26. Anyway, uh, he was also in possession of, of two explosive grenades, also not registered. Uh, he also had classified information about a guy that was a deserter that went to hook up with the Taliban uh, when he, and he was probably over there. Then he has a disc with some information. I can't even remember the guy's name. The guy's name is in here. Bo Bergdahl. Remember him? Bo Bergdahl. So when you, when I read these accusations, did you have an imagination since the whole thing is around January 6th? They picked him up at January 6th. This guy is a highly decorated uh, special forces dude. U.S. Army Special Forces combat veteran. 20-year retired. It's 
served in Afghanistan and Iraq, obtained the top. Anyway, so when I read this to you, did you imagine since it's January 6th demonstration that he had all that at the demonstration? He did not have any of it, not one thing. He did not have any of it. What they did is they arrested him. Then he went and searched his house. Now, which if they searched your house, what would they find? If they searched my f- house, uh, so l- let me just say this. Many of you, if you're as old as I am, have guns that you, you came and b- possessed. They were given to you as gifts by your parents when you were a little guy or you bought them. And back in the day, you could go down to a, a, a sporting goods store and buy a gun right over the counter and nobody kept a record of anything. So when they say guns weren't registered in the National Firearms Registry, there are millions of guns in America that are not registered in the Firearms Registry simply because there was no registry. We, it, it's a relatively new registry. So anyway, they went to his house and they found all this stuff. They found a couple shotguns. How many of you have a couple shotguns? I know guys that have 20 shotguns and rifles, 50 shotguns and rifles and handguns. This guy had two and he had two grenades, but did you come to the same conclusion? I did. Oh, the dude, you know, he's a special forces. So he's got some stuff, right? But he, he's got a good attorney. He says, Count says he knowingly stored explosive material and matter not in conformity. Count 6 through 10 were related to CD on which top secret uh, confidential information was allegedly found. One count was related to Burns' possession of a single classified document related to former prisoner Bo Berg- Bergdahl. You just assume that's true? <laughs> anyway, uh, let me tell you what is... The rest of the story, the defense. Roger Futterman, Brown's attorney, argued that the grenades and the CD had been planted by investigators of the FBI. Come on, people. During the search of the property, the same thing they did on Trump when they took the photographs on the floor, they put stuff out on the floor, took photographs. This is what we found. Some of that stuff they brought with them. Oh, we believe the FBI. You're lost in the wilderness, dude. The attorney says the forensic tests conducted on the grenades by the FBI revealed that the, the presence of DNA from two men, none of them him. There's none, no DNA from this dude on the, on the grenades. The other, there's some other men's DNA on them. Neither the DNA belonged to Brown. An animal hair was found on one of the grenades. It did not match either of Brown's two dogs. What's up with that? The CD case, which Brown is alleged to have had in possession for 17 years. Do you got some cases, CD cases, kicking around your house? Are they pristine? Are they brand new, shiny, with labels? 17 years later, this case was pristine, bearing no fingerprints, no scratches, nothing. Like it was brand spanking new. A 17-year old CD supposedly Futterman also questioned how Brown was to have smuggled how do you smuggle shotguns shot off shotguns out of a war zone 
through all these security deals. How do you get those home, baby? Explain it to me. Futterman says the evidence was manipulated and planted on a 20-year hero of America. We got criminal lawyers and criminal attorneys, a criminal judges, putting our heroes in jail. We got them. We, we're bringing lesbians out of Russia, smoking hash oil, not CBD oil, hash oil, getting loaded. I don't care when she gets loaded. I might even want to try some sometime. I might even do a bowl with her. I'm just telling you, we traded an arms dealer and left a Marine over there that's been there for four years, and he's been held hostage on, on the base of espionage. I thought we didn't leave those Marines behind. But we brought back a, a, a gal that knows how to play basketball, and is a lesbian. Listen, nobody cares about her playing basketball. You know what everybody cares about? She's an icon in the lesbian movement. She's a black lesbian married to a black woman. And we're putting 20-year 20 20-year 20 heroes of Afghanistan and Iraq in prison not for carrying guns in public, not for carrying grenades in public, not for carrying anything at that January 6th thing, they raided his house just like they did Trump's. Just like if they raided mine, they would find things here. Just like if they raided yours. If you're a hunter and fisherman or you're a gun enthusiast and they printed all the stuff they got out of your house, baby, you would be looking gnarly. Tell how many cartridges. You had 500 cartridges. They had so many shotgun cases, casings, <coughs> shells, shotgun shells, Right? They made this look bad. This guy is getting railroaded. Guy is getting railroaded. You see a picture of this guy. This guy is a uniform. It's, you can't hardly see his chest. He's got so many medals and ribbons on that thing. Jeremy Brown, Tampa, Florida, guilty of six of ten charges in the indictment. Related to January 6th, you know, you know what the relationship is. He was at January 6th. He wasn't packing. He didn't have contraband on him. It was all at his house in Tampa. I'm telling you people, nobody can withstand this prosecution. Any, they can get a prosecution on anybody. That's what they tried to do to me in a very, very small way here in Yuba County where they filed charges trying to shut me up of talking about the corruption in our counties. And they tried to get a restraining order on me saying I was going to try to kill. I was saying I was going to kill the, uh, the health officer here never said that. Did I say she was wrong? Yep. Did I say she was killing people? Yep. Did I say she should be tried, punished, hung, or shot, just like they did in the Nuremberg trials? Yep, I said that. And I mean it, and I believe it, and I don't know whether it's ever going to happen. They're trying to get Fauci and all the rest of them. There's people all around the world trying to prosecute these people that know they killed people. Did they know that it was going to all work out this way? I don't know. Maybe they're a lot stupider than you give them credit for. We're paying this gal here locally $330,000, and she is as dull as the post. She is a lousy county official, a medical officer. I would never want that woman seeing any of my kids, any of my grandkids or any, anybody I was related to. This gal does not have the ability to d diagnose and to treat people. She's a lousy public health official. She killed people. She, she ruined businesses.
We got people with troubled hearts, troubled brains. They got already had blood clots. Unbelievable. All right, I'm just trying to see here where I'm going to go. A little pause in the action here. Oh, this is great. Okay, I want to talk about this. Did, do you remember the, the Loudoun County School Board, Loudoun County, Virginia? That's where the, 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 uh, the, uh, they had a flip and the governor, Yunkin, got the governorship. But they had a big blow up at the Loudoun County School Board because of funky books in the schools, all kinds of gnarly stuff in the the. People were protesting, and and a member of the uh, Merrick Garland got in there, and he he started sending FBI agents out to the, the calling troubled, upset parents. He calling them uh, domestic terrorists. Remember all that? FBI doing domestic terrorism and, and going after people. So uh, you remember the the school board? They were going after. Remember the 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 father who's whose daughter was raped in her own bathroom, her female bathroom. She's a freshman and a kid dressed as a female. He cross-dressed. He came in there and, and raped her for a long time. He did all the, all the openings. He took his time and, uh, they covered it up. You remember all that? And the guy came in after months of trying to get somebody to do something, the sheriff, the superintendent, and they covered it up. They moved the kid to another school. Remember that? The perpetrator, and he raped another kid or maybe a third kid. So thank God this, there was a special grand jury indicted ex-Loudon super, school superintendent and their public information officer. Now, we got two public information officers, and I would love if we ever get to the bottom of the corruption around here, I'm wanting them to tie in those public information officers who have been no different than the Nazi propagandists in World War II. A special grand jury investigating violent sexual assaults by the same student indicted Loudoun County former school. See, when they probably got when they got down on this school superintendent, they canned him. And the division's popular public information officer on criminal charges. Baby, this is serious. Now, this is what we need over Yuba City High School. We need to go after Doreen Osumi or some of these Hill. What was that guy? I can't remember that principal's name. Uh, Hill something. Can't remember his name that he can't remember anything about Jim Whitaker. We need to go after these people. These these people need to go down criminally. A Loudoun County judge today unsealed four four indictments issued by the grand jury and panel on April. On, on June 14, jurors returned one charge against Scott Ziegler, who was fired as superintendent last week after the grand jury's report was released and then returned two additional indictments on September 28. The indictments charged Ziegler with misdemeanor false publication, misdemeanor prohibited contact, and misdemeanor penalizing an employee for a court appearance according to news release by the DA's office. Loudoun County Public Information Officer Wade Bayard has been indicted on a charge of felony perjury. When, it, when is the last time you saw a public official go down for pu- felony perjury? I, I don't know of a hardly a public official that isn't a liar right now. They're all liars. 
We're going to be right back. I'm going to tell you the rest of this Loudoun County thing because it is a it's a bright light in a dark time of of a public corruption. We'll be right back. There is an epidemic of gold digging in this country. And every night I put on the news and I'm waiting for someone to address it. And every night I bring up gold digging and the whole crowd pulls back like I'm up here talking about Bigfoot. Like I'm saying the moon's made out of cheese or something. Talking about people. They're everywhere. How many more great men are going to get chopped in half before we do something? I got to tell you, I'm envious of women. I'm not saying your problems get solved, but at least they're taken seriously. You got 1-800 numbers. You got, you got ribbons. There's groups. People give a Anything happens to a guy, it's just considered funny. Some woman cut her husband's d- off, threw in the garbage disposal, and turned it on. People thought it was hilarious. They were like, hey, hey, Stumpy, nobody cares. You think if a guy removed a woman's d- and threw it in the dryer, anybody would be joking about it the next day? The entire country would grind to a halt. There'd be a moment of silence. The NFL would have some special colored headband everybody had to wear for an entire month. The most effeminate color they could possibly come up with. We can blame the media for much of our current demoralization, but that would only keep us from looking at our own inaction. The elections are rigged and both parties are crooked, but for some reason, everyone is busy talking about other things, things that don't matter. Because without having a voice in our own government, we are nothing but a slave class for the lobbyists. If we were a serious people, we would have never left the Capitol on January 6th. Instead, we ran home like children, and when the Canadian truckers stood up, we stayed put in our homes and watched it on the screen, hoping they would somehow make it all go away, just like we did when Australia stood up, the Dutch farmers, the Brazilians, and by the time the Chinese stood up, we stopped caring altogether. People are now more concerned about who will run in 2024, as if it even matters. Republicans are openly discussing cheating in all future elections so that even if they win, it can easily be taken away by their leftist partners. People don't care about America anymore. If we were a serious people, then we wouldn't be sitting at home and looking for someone to blame. We'd be focusing all of our attention on the rigged election system and our criminal Congress. It's what Carrie Lake is doing in Arizona. And it's what the Brunson brothers are doing. They went through the exhausting bureaucratic process of litigation, and they have managed to get their case scheduled for discussion by the Supreme Court on January 6, 2023. The Brunsons have accused 388 members of Congress of treason for voting against the investigation of our 2020 elections. And they are asking that all of them be permanently removed from office. The Brunson brothers are right, but many roll their eyes and don't want to hear it. They have lost all faith in the government and either want a revolution or distraction. But if your goal is to defend the U.S. Constitution, then there is a proper way to do it. And while it may eventually lead to violent action, the proper way to get there is first through the courts and then go from there. 
It may not seem as sexy and fun as your favorite distractions, but it is the proper way to start the process of restoring our nation, address the problem, and stay laser-focused on it. Because it doesn't matter if we have a voice on Twitter. Our elections are still a total joke. Twitter is a distraction. And if we don't wake up, it's the new model for free speech, regulated by our new royalty class. And so serious people are either busy building solutions or pressing both sides of our crooked government, both the left and the right, while preparing for the worst. Because these agents of the Great Reset will likely never surrender. The powers that be may have built the circus tent, but we have filled it with clowns. And so long as we are content with doing nothing but complaining and fighting one another, then nothing will ever change. The demoralization is real, and it's time to snap out of it and become a serious human being. Because if we do nothing, they are just going to fake a reckoning. Blame it all on a hundred old patsies and put us all back to sleep so they can keep exploiting the human herd. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Every hotel check-in begins usually the same. It's standard. The people at the desk, they go, last name? And this just happened to me. Last name? And I go, Segura. And the guy goes, are you Japanese? And I go, 100%. And he just goes, oh, we don't get a lot of Japanese people here. That's pretty cool. So I have to stop him and go, hey, man, I'm not Japanese. And he goes, Segura. Sounds Japanese. I go, that's because you're saying it, Japanese. I could be Smith, and if you want to go, Smith, it's Japanese. He goes, well, what are you? I go, Segura is Spanish. And he goes, that's weird. You look white. And I go, I am white. And he goes, but you're Spanish? Go, Correct. He goes, do you speak Spanish? I said, yes. He goes, so you're Mexican? No. And he goes, I don't know what's going on. So what's going on is you failed social studies. And then I see his head drop, like he feels bad. I'm like, look, man, you understand there's white people in Mexico. You know that part. And he goes, no, I don't. I said, there's white people there. There's black people there. There's even Asian people there. And if you really want to your pants. They speak Spanish too. You don't expect it, but they're like, dim sum, muy rico, si lo quiero probar, si no lo quiero probar, cocha tu madre, nadie quiere, anda la mierda. All right. Um, let me let me mention a couple people. We got our last segment here, so uh, then I'm going to come back and finish up on this Loudoun County thing because it is a uh, it's something that we can you know it gives me some hope. So a couple of people here, uh, the plumbing doctor, I was talking to Ted Holmes about an hour or two ago. He's helping me over at East Street. We got some, the basement's got water in it. We got a lot of rain here in California. So we're installing a sump pump over there and he's helping out. So plumbing doctor, he just got back from Mexico working on an orphanage, but they got a, a bunch of crews here of, of trucks running around town in Yuba Sutter County. He's a plumbing doctor. Uh, they have little white trucks, and they used to have trucks that looked like an ambulance that made them look like you were having a heart attack there at your house. Now they're more more uh, streamlined, whiter trucks, the plumbing doctor, they call them, and they will fix any plumbing need you have night or day or any day of the year. 530-671-9111. Again, they have dispatchers that will take your call and get somebody over to you to make you a happy camper. 530-671-9111. They are good people. Also, Greenest Construction, they just finished the play out at uh, 
the Embassy Theater, the Comfort and Joy play. Dave Greenitz worked on the set, built it with his wife uh, and others. But uh, he really makes his money not on plays for the community, benefit of the community. He makes it uh, making the nicest kitchens and baths in the North Valley. They're unbelievable. I'm not, I'm I'm going to because I'm short on time. I'm just going to steer you to some photographs that will light it up for you if you're really interested in re- a remodel. So go to Greenets Construction. That's green the color E T Z GreenettsConstruction.com. Or you could go to Dave Greenitz Construction Facebook page. Very easy. And you can look at his before and after photos. He has some floor plans. He's got a lot of cool stuff. You can go there, check it out. And um, you can send him a message off those platforms. Or you can dial him up or text him at 530-682-9602. Now, if you're, you know, it's expensive to do remodels on kitchens and baths, right? There's a lot of issues. A lot of things go into it. A lot of trades go into it. In fact, I know a lot of his subcontractors, and they are the best in the area. I know what's going on around here. And uh, <clears throat> so if you if you want to spend that kind of money to, like, do a once-over, and usually you do a once-over and upgrade your kitchen or bath, and you probably are not going to do that again the rest of your life. That's going to take you to the end. Or fix it up, then eventually sell it, and then move on to something else if you like a going to move out of state or something so uh anyway check it out and uh if you want the best um and you don't want to come back you don't want to you know you don't want to have a lawsuit you don't want to have people not showing up when they should oh they got the wrong color tile oh that cabinet doesn't fit right oh i got a leak in the wall over here you're not going to have those kind of problems with these guys right they're legit They've been around for over 40 years. Greenest Construction, 530-682-9602. And finally, uh, today, I'm telling you, in our town, I don't know about your town, but my town, I don't even recognize it. I do not recognize it. I was raised here. It was an amazing town to be raised in. Every lawn was green. Every every house had shrubs. Uh they could afford to water today, eight out of 10 lawns and shrubs are dead. Uh, the water prices are like, if you leave your water on here, it's like losing at the casino, man. It's, it's expensive. And if you're living in Marysville, in fact, I'm telling you, if you want to move into this area, it's a nice area. Do not move into Marysville unless you have a lot of money. Cause you're going to spend hundreds of dollars in water a month. It's more than PG and E. So, uh, Anyway, I wanted to tell you about Elite Universal Security because uh, we have, uh, I call Marysville Zombie Town, where I live. Zombie Town. It, it's just out of control. It's bizarre out there. Pe- people aren't just high. They're out of their minds. They've lost their minds. It's demonic. And there are people sleeping all over under bushes, at corners, right out in the middle. Nobody does anything about it. They get drunk down at the lake. They've taken over large sections of the lake. You can't go to the river bottoms with your kids because of all the characters down there shooting at you, doing crazy things, you know, exposing themselves, molesting your kids. Uh, so we need more than ever other security forces. And so Elite Universal Security, if you have a problem with your business, you, you have an industrial site, uh, you, got, you store a lot of equipment somewhere, You've got a farm operation. You've got tractors out there. People are stealing your fuel. They're stealing your copper. They're stealing your, you know, 
brass. I've had them steal brass off the end of sprinkler systems. Unbelievable. Just strip everything. Elite Universal Security will help you get a handle on things, and uh, they're local. They're located here in Yuba County, but they work all over Northern California. So you can dial them up at 530-749-0280, 530-749-0280. That's a landline. They do have dispatchers that are there 24 hours a day, so somebody should be answering your call anytime. And Monty Hecker is the man. And he will, he's responsive. That dude will call you back or he'll answer the phone when you, when they hook you up. So they're also looking for jobs. In fact, Thrifty Rooter at 530-673-8201 want to train some plumbers. And so does the plumbing doctor at 530-671-9111. So if you're good with your hands, they'll, they'll take you from scratch. If you've got any skills, they'll even take you on from part-time if you don't want to work full-time. Maybe you're retired and you're bored or you're retired and you think, man, I didn't know prices were going to go up like this. Same with the, if you want to, if you retired, I had a friend that retired. He was, uh, he was in the, uh, uh, drove a milk truck, d- milk delivery for Crystal for many, many years. His whole family did that. A, lot, a good part of his family. They were all uh, truck drivers. And uh, when he retired, he, he went stir crazy. So he's, he, I ran into him and he was working for a security company. And uh, he said, oh, Lou, I just want to work 10 or 20 hours a week, you know, just something to do and make a little extra money. So if you want to make some extra money, there's all kinds of jobs in the security business. And they will teach you. They'll, you have to get a little guard card certificate and stuff with the state. They will help you get that. They will hook you all up. So anyway, I want to uh, encourage you, 530-749-0280. If you got a gun and you're trying to use it, learn how to use it, they will teach you how to do that. And uh, they have shooting ranges. They, they'll teach you, you know, if you don't want to go, if you don't have any security issues, you just want to learn how to handle a gun or you want to learn how to uh, handle some of the chemicals that you can spray, they will also have classes on that. So give them a call at 530-749-0280. And so we'll go back down here and talk a little bit about Loudoun County. It, I, I just thought when, there was, when this was going on, I thought, how are they getting away with this back there? It's unbelievable. And it's happening all over our country, including locally here. We got this gal named Superintendent Doreen Osumi accusing kids of of auctioning off other kids it was just a fundraiser and now she's she shut down their whole football season this woman has lost her mind she's going through like the menopause she's lost her mind she's her hormones are law are off the charts she's got hormone problems she's bozo she's got no business running a district and and be reactionary like that and uh, so anyway, Doreen Asumi, she's going to introduce critical race theory because the kids are all racist. They're not racist. You got a racism problem, girl. So anyway, uh, Loudoun County, they've they put the kibosh. They not only fired their superintendent, they're filing criminal charges. We should be filing criminal charges. What's the matter with Yuba Sutter? What's the matter with Sutter County and Yuba City Police Department when a guy continually molests girls and they ignore it? We should file criminal charges against the police department. We should file criminal charges against the superintendent of schools. 
on the overlooking of Jim Whitaker. I'm, I'm just working my way down to this article again so I can talk about it to you. It is, it's, uh, here, let me see where it is. I'm still trying to find it here. I'm lost here for a minute. Oh, here we go. So they, they put together a special grand jury and they indicted these dudes. They brought the, they brought it in. I'm so happy. You know what happened to the girl? What happened to that poor girl there? We can't take that back, right? She's just going to have to weather the storm and work her way out of it. But that father, I still remember them doing a takedown of that father in the in the board meeting and arresting the father who should arrest. He should get go after them for a false arrest. The special grand jury report said a witness testified that Superintendent Ziegler told a bald-faced lie when he said at the meeting, to my knowledge, we don't have any record of assaults happening in our bathrooms. He said that a month after such an assault had just happened. Oh, here, Superintendent or Principal Highland of Yuba City High School told a friend of mine, we have, I had no idea that Mr. Whitaker had any of those problems. Unbelievable unbelievable no knowledge he said superintendent no knowledge we don't have any record of any assaults gal got raped he did it in all the holes man he tapped her in all the holes you're kidding me right that happens and you don't have any oh oh yeah man if somebody's got vaping out back oh we we gotta oh yeah it's bad oh yeah we're gonna we're, we're mrs jones he's not gonna be able to attend school for three days Ziegler said shortly after the meeting that his remarks applied specifically to accusations of assaults by people who were in those bathrooms thanks to the school to thanks to the school system's transgender policy. They had a transgender policy that guys dressed as girls could go into the girls' bathroom. The second and third indictments against Ziegler dated the September 28th. It said that Ziegler retaliated against Aaron Brooks for expressing views on matters of public concern and for making a court appearance. I don't know. Aaron Brooks may be a ploy there. The special grand jury found the Loudoun school system. Listen to this, people. Why didn't Yuba City Unified anything happen to them? Why didn't there be a grand jury in Sutter County investigate the Yuba City Unified school system? Loudoun County school system, according to the special grand jury, this is in quotes, failed at every juncture in the case involving a student who raped a school, a, a girl at one high school in May, 2021. Then the kid was moved. No, no punishment and assaulted another woman, another young girl after being transferred to another school in the school district. The jury's report said adherence to operating in silos by school administrators and a breakdown of communication, including the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office, Court Services Unit, and Commonwealth Attorney Office, led to the second assault. All of them were involved, according to the grand jury. The Attorney's Office, the District Attorney, the Court Services Unit, and the Loudoun County Sheriff's Office, <coughs> Broad Run High School, was the name of a high school, all of them were involved. 
It happened after multiple people, including the assailant's own mother and grandmother, warned law enforcement about the then 15-year-old boy. How many times have we had people warn Yuba City Unified about Jim Whitaker? How many, how many people have gone to Principal Highland and various principals and nothing was done? Nothing. How many people have gone to the police department and nothing was done? Talk to a police officer on campus. Nothing was done. Unbelievable. It's just a, it's a it's a incredible shame, but I am so happy and so thrilled, and I'm going to keep reporting on this. Uh, I'm very interested in the criminal charges against the public information officer and the school superintendent. You know, these people think they can get away with murder. And, and they, can you imagine as a parent, your kid gets raped at school? A freshman, she's a freshman. I don't care whether she's not a virgin or she's been a wild thing. Nobody deserves to go to school and be raped repeatedly over a long period of time in the in her own bathroom she did not go out back in the bleachers and make out with the dude the dude came in and raped her in her bathroom i don't care i don't care whether she was a wild thing i don't know what her background was it nobody deserves that there are there are rules we follow and for the school you know it's it's so amazing the hypocrisy in in our government schools is just there's a it's a stench it smells you know it's amazing they claim themselves they that they're the brightest people in our community yet they can't figure out what a kid's religious rights are they have a right to bring their bible they have a right to pray at school they have a right to have a bible club if they want they're always stomping all over that they make it a jesus uh jesus free zone Right, then you have a kid that's violated, and sometimes they throw kids out for the, you know, I, uh, it sends me totally over the edge. So we have a gal that's raped, and they bury it. How do you bury it? She's, a, she's attached to parents. She's, the parents know about it. How are you going to bury it? The stench of that. It's like when when Cain when Abel killed his brother Cain and God visited Abel and he says the blood cries out from the ground Abel the blood is crying out from the ground he beat him to death You think people aren't going to realize a girl was raped in your school everybody's going to be talking about it you think you're going to get away with that That's like this gal our commander hiring a guy to kill her husband she's out of her mind she lost her mind you think you're not going to get caught eventually well maybe she thought she thought aaron easton got away with it you get some you know flaky flunkies like we got in sutter county let him get away with murder that's exactly what's going on it's just it's just really a tragic it's a tragic situation but I am thankful that there's some justice coming in this Loudoun County. Uh, I'm telling you, 
I, those parents, thank God for those parents that went in there and threw down against these people. And it needs to happen in every, you think, oh, well, our school boards, you know, our school district doesn't have those books. I was just talking to a guy that got elected to the Placer County School Board, one of the, uh, not not the, the whole Placer, not the whole county, but one of the, up, up near Auburn, small school district. And they have a team of people, parents, that are going through all the books. They're reviewing all the books uh, in, in the library. And, and they're making a list of the funky books. And I'm telling you, if you, you cannot assume they're not there. You heard a clip on this, this show today of Dearborn, Michigan, uh, where Muslims are going after the school board because they, they have pornography. It's just straight up pornography, funky stuff. So I want to encourage you it, to, to be vigilant. If you have your kids in a government school, please. I would form a committee of people to get a group of people. So just one person isn't got the whole task and go through all the books that are available and the books that can be accessed online and bought. There is, I, I know I have teachers that have been on the inside. They said it's the online books, Lou, that are all perverted, but we need to like purge our schools of, of crazy people. And uh, like Jim Whitaker, we need to pay, purge our schools of books, filthy books. We need to get our schools teaching, uh, eliminate the teaching of the nonsense of gender craziness. We need to deal with it. Otherwise, we need to just take our kids out. So we're about ready to land the plane here for uh, this uh, session 194. And Lord willing, we'll be back next week. And uh, thanks for listening. And sorry for the uh, two-week hiatus. And maybe I lost all of you and you're, you're all PO'd. I don't know. But anyway, thanks for listening. And we will catch you next week. Bye-bye. I see trees of green, red roses too. The bright blessed day and the dark sea.